Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It is that time of the year when we start gardening and planting your vegetables and your tulips and all of these things are coming up. But what about for your pets? Are some of these things detrimental? Of course, today our guest is Dr. Jeff Werber, veterinarian extraordinaire. So Dr. Werber, let's talk about when we're planting. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to start with the vegetable garden and the area around there because people put, you know, marigolds around to keep the bunnies away. Of course, nothing keeps the bunnies away. Of course. Really nothing keeps the bunnies away. Are there certain things you want us to know or not know about our pets getting into our gardens? Well, you know, first of all, let's talk vegetables. And most fruits and vegetables are safe. There are some limitations. However, uh, onions and garlic, for example, can be very toxic to pets. Um, so even chives, which are you know part of the onion family. So uh, cooked onions, cooked garlic are fine. But raw uh, is a problem. It can cause some bleeding problems. Um, and also, interestingly, the leaves and the skin of potatoes. See, the, the, the general problem with pets and, like, vegetables, even though, for example, lettuce or celery is safe, but dogs don't contain cellulase, which is the enzyme that breaks down these very fibrous plant materials. So, for example, if you have a dog who loves to eat grass, as you know, when they vomit, who knows, a half hour, an hour later, guess what's coming up? The grass, yeah. because they have no way to digest it. So it's 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 safe is to go that through. Why? Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, because you do see that coming up, and unfortunately, sometimes after they've been out there eating grass, it comes back up in the house. So, exactly. so I mean, for example, carrots are great. Apples, I mean, it's a great treat. I always encourage people instead of giving those fatty treats to their pets, it's okay to give fruits and vegetables, but you want to cut away the skin. So you know, cucumber is good. Uh, 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 apples are fantastic. If you want to give a little uh, plum or nectarine, things like that, just remove the skins. Uh, not that they're toxic, but they um, they they are not digestible. Um, and as far as you know, plants, you know, again, the um, uh, whenever it's always smart anyway. Whatever you're planting, and as far as flowers, for example, to try to come come up with some sort of boundary to keep your pets away. First of all, why? I mean, you, you, you I know you like to garden, so you're planting plants and flowers to beautify because the smell um, also is just as a hobby. Well, you don't want the pets trampling through your beautiful garden, even in play. They're not even trying to eat anything. They just want to play. Oh, so absolutely. And it's dig. always a good idea to, to somehow come up with some sort of border, barricade, fence, something to keep the pets away, not to mention some of the things that are very toxic. You mentioned tulips, for example, daffodils, lilies. Lilies will kill a cat. Not only the lily flower. But if you put lilies in a vase and the water is sitting there and, 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 and they're, they're sort of um, existing, surviving in that vase of water, that water could kill a cat. Wow. I never knew that about lilies. And while I'm not a big cat person, I still, that's a really important bit yeah. of information right there. And so, yeah, and we, we've learned about some indoor plants, Dr. River, a, a bunch of times, but you typically don't think about the outdoor plants. And as you say, also the beautification, my dog, she's a, a border collie and she'll go out there and dig up the bulbs that I put in. Oh, and, and bulbs dig. sometimes are more toxic than the plants, than the flowers. So are they? So bulbs, so you don't want them chewing on those things or playing exactly. catch with them. And then uh, and understand a lot of times that a lot of the chemicals that we use, for example, oleander, um, which is used to make some of the heart medications, it's called cardiac glycosides, those are derivatives of oleander. Some of the, the chemicals, the pyrethrins, that we use to, to kill insects, 
that those come from chrysanthemum. So, so understand that if we have animals eating large quantities of oleander chrysanthemum, uh, that could be very toxic to them. It's, it's almost as if they're getting into the heart medication and having too much of it. Wow. Sago palm and diffenbachia also um, are, are very, very toxic. Crocus, very tough, can cause gastrointestinal upset, intestinal bleeding. And the crocuses are up right now, too. And I saw my dog over there the other day, just in the midst of all the crocuses that are coming up. So if we are planting, and, you know, you want the dogs to either stay, and and cats, outside cats, to stay away from them, or if they're healthy, what what do you tell people are safe and good things to plant? You know, so some of the things that that are, you know, safe, I would say, for example, um, oh, um, uh, nightshade is good, um, uh, lily of the valley, um, trumpet vine, uh, some of the uh, annuals, um, primrose, butterfly flower, spider flower are really good. Um, for, as far as the perennials, um, some columbine, uh, turf lily, now that's, that's not, it's not a true lily, so turf lily is really good. And then... Um, now, begonia, be careful, because begonias, you know, there are over a thousand species of begonia, and some of them are toxic and some of them are not. So make sure that you, you, know, you do your homework and check on which ones are safe and which ones are not safe. But some impatience are good, violets are good. So there are a lot of things that, that are safe and very pretty. Um, as I said, the fruits and vegetables are great. We, we grow some vegetables and fruits here at home. Um, the berries are good. Uh, but again, you don't want, and also because the fruits and vegetables are good, as, as we know, we like them. If a dog eats too much of any of these, you are, they are destined to get diarrhea. And it's going to be at, probably at the most inopportune time when your guests are over enjoying the fruits and vegetables that you just grew in your garden. And you find out, oh, I guess my dog enjoyed them as well, perhaps too much. So because anything, anything that is ingested in high volume uh, is, is, is potential danger. Not that it's toxic, but it's going to cause some GI, gastrointestinal upset. And also, not only are the, are the flowers or the, whatever you're growing um, dangerous or not, but a lot of the fertilizers, most commercial lawn and garden fertilizers and pesticides, are going to be toxic to pets. And also understand that the way they're formulated, they're formulated to last either several days or weeks. So we have to be very, very careful that when you're putting them on, make sure to keep the pets away. Okay, um, so this is a really important part, Dr. Rober, because I want to I reiterate this a little bit, because first of all, we all use pesticides, but then we try and use the all-natural. So I spray cayenne pepper, which again, does not work for the bunnies. But, right. I mean, you know, they say it works for the bunnies, but it doesn't work for the bunnies. I'm worried that my dog is going to get in there because she likes to jump the fence and go after the bunnies. Right. And the cayenne pepper stuff that I spray on my vegetable leaves can really, that can, that can hurt her, both eyes and her tongue. And then what about the fertilizer and, and, and grass seed and all these things we're putting on the grass? Can we not, do we not let our dogs out after we fertilize like that for like, well, you, you know? If ideally wait or keep them away, as I said, if you can come up with some sort of barricade, some sort of barrier, then it's fine. Just keep the pets away. Um, but one, one trick, let me give people a, a trick. If you're going to use things like cayenne, a really good thing to do is whatever mixture you're making, make it as hot as you can. Yeah. Take some of it and put it full strength on your dog's tongue, okay? Because once you spray it on something, then it loses some of its potency. But if, you, if the dog has tasted it full strength and really hates it, it's called avoidance therapy, then when they go near it again and pick up that scent, they're saying, oh, I'm not going there. I mean, because they but do remember, they scream at you? Do they scream? Like it. No, it's just a little bit. It's just to give them that awful taste. 
And it's like, for example, dogs that are coprophagic, that eat their own excrement or others. That's what we say. If you want to make a mixture, make it, you know, wasabi, cayenne, I mean, uh, hot salsa, the, the hottest things you can find, and put a little bit on the dog's tongue. And if they go near the object that has wow, then they'll on, then they'll smell that they're, and they're going away. Now, now we only have about thirty wanna, seconds. Uh, one, yeah, okay, so one finish other thing one I want to mention yeah. real fast is when it comes to um, uh, pests, be careful with snail baits. Snail baits are very toxic. The snail pellets seem and look just like dog food, and dogs will eat them up. And it's called metaldehyde toxicity. Very very serious. So be very very careful if you're going to use any kind of snail control on your garden. And what about grass? Is it okay if they eat grass? They eat a little grass, it's fine. There's a, that, that, that quintessential question, are they eating it because they know it's going to make them vomit or not? I believe that it's not because it's, it, it, it happens too long after. Dogs, if they vomit from something they eat, it's, it's going to vomit within 10 minutes. But usually when they eat grass, it takes 20 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes later. But I do think they love the taste. It's sweet. Okay, it's so it's like them eating their own little salad. That's a, You answered that, that lifelong question there about dogs and eating grass. And we'll have more with Dr. Werber. You know we will. And share these shows with your friends. That's how we all learn together. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.